Shalom, I'm Dr. Yana Sanders, and I'm inviting you to walk with me on a life-changing journey as we return to the original language and culture of the Word of God together. TheFoundationNest.com is offering a program with you in mind for those who are hungry and thirsty for the Lord. This program is called Hakan Ivri. It's found at www.thefoundationnest.com. You can click on the name Hakan Ivri and walk with us. In this exciting program, you will learn about ancient rabbinical literature that is found in the Word of God. Also, when the Lord spoke many of the teachings that He shared that are recorded in the Gospels, He referenced some of these ancient writings. You'll also understand the history behind many of the sayings that Yeshua spoke the Hebraic idioms in Scripture. We have many topics that we'll be covering, but the reports have been incredible from the people who have already been walking this path, that their eyes have been opened to a brand new way of engaging with the Lord, of seeing Him truly in His true setting, with His language, with His culture, and engaging with the Lord in such a way has brought new depth and meaning to their lives. I would love to walk this path with you. If you'll go to this website, www.thefoundationnest.com. Now that's all one word, thefoundationnest.com. Click on the tab, Hakan Ivri, and let's walk together and discover the ancient paths, again, that are unfolding in this day and this era to draw all of us into a deeper union with the person of the Lord. I look forward to seeing you there. Shalom and shalom. Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. This is Grant Mahoney, and today I want to share a little bit more on prayer, and especially the Celtic way of life. So one of the things which I'm sure you've probably realized by now is that I just absolutely love uh, Celtic Christianity. I love the Celtic saints like Patrick and um, <clears throat> Colm Kiel and all the amazing different saints, Bridget and all those ones, Aiden and all of them. They just have such a very close place in my life and it's in a they've been like almost role models to me when I look at their lives and I look at the power that the Celtic saints walked in compared to any other group of people before and it's just absolutely amazes me but one of the things that I want to speak about in this session is prayer and I, I, I know I keep going back to this but I absolutely love it and um, I think it's something that we really need almost like a restoration or a revolution of prayer back in the church today because I think there is such a huge lack of it and even a lack of understanding of the power of prayer and so I want to go through some stuff today and just have a look at how the, the Celtic saints would pray and the the importance that they actually placed on prayer so one of the things in my studies that I realized is that they would do a minimum a minimum of three prayers a day and they would have a morning prayer, they would have a midday prayer, and they would have an evening prayer. And then they would have these 
times during the day of contemplation where they would spend time with Yahweh. But what you have to understand is they, most of them were part of like a monastery or something like that. So they would work together with their different brothers or different people. But then you get individuals that were on their own, like Patrick, who was on their own, but they had this amazing prayer life. And if we move away just from the word prayer, let's just call it this incredible communion and communication with the divine and with Yahweh and with the Holy Ghost and with Yeshua. They had this amazing relationship where there was constant communication and not just out of a, I'm not talking about prayer that you read out of a book that's forced, that has no life in it. I'm talking about daily communication with God. And the thing is that we have to understand is even though they did have these set things, for them it was so real and so powerful and i don't know about you but i you know i i um, grew up in the anglican church and so i know what the religious system looks like but i also know sometimes there were those divine moments even in that setting where you could just feel the reverence and the awe of yahweh in in the prayers and so i want to have a look at a few things in terms of the celtic saints and i i have a book that i have and so what they would normally do is they would always start the day out saying in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. So for them, there was a recognition every single day of the triune being of God, a recognition that without that, they were nothing and then they had nothing and that Yahweh was so divine. So there was always a, a recognition in the morning of who Yahweh is and who the triune being of God was. And so I think that's so important even for us to wake up and start our days just acknowledging the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? It's just so, so important. So, And then they would pray things like this. One thing I asked of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. Who is it that... Who is it that you seek? We seek the Lord our God. Do you seek Him with all your heart? Amen. Lord have mercy. Do you seek Him with all your soul? Amen. Lord have mercy. Do you seek Him with all your mind? Amen. Lord have mercy. Do you seek Him with all your strength? Amen. Christ have mercy. Then they would do a declaration of faith. To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Now, I look at that and I think, wow, that is so powerful. You know, when they, when they just look at their hearts crying in the morning saying, Father, it's you that I seek. It's you that I want. I want to dwell in your house all the days of my life. I want to look at your beauty. I want to seek you in this temple. That's one thing that I find so interesting is this. this and then, then they ask, like, who is it that you seek? We seek you, O Lord. Do you seek him with all your heart? Do you seek Him with all your soul? Do you seek Him with all your mind? Do you seek Him with all your strength? And this is something that I find lacking in the church today. Are we seeking God to that level? And, and this is so beautiful of the Celtic saints. They were constantly looking for Yahweh. They were constantly looking for that triune being, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, constantly trying to find Him in everything that they did throughout, throughout the day, throughout their work, throughout their lives. And I just found it absolutely beautiful. So what I want to do is I, I would love to just take you through some of the stuff. And I don't want you to look at some religious thing. I want you to understand the lifestyle that they had. They loved the Lord like you cannot believe. And then you and you could see it in the fruit of their lives. This is why I'm saying this is not a ritualistic prayer. That I'm, that's not what I'm, I'm trying to promote. What I'm trying to promote is a communitive, real prayer life that we all carry. And this is what they had. This was not some religious garbage 
This was something that was so true. And, and, and the reason I say that is because you saw it in the power of their lives. You saw it evident in the miracles that they walked in, in the signs and wonders that they walked in. It was a daily occurrence for them. This wasn't something that, oh, hopefully I'll pray today and a few people get sick. Whenever they prayed, the sick were healed. You understand what I'm saying? So they just lived in such a, an amazing place of incredible capacity and um, authority, which I really want to see come back into the church. And I know that we, we, I'm hoping it will come back, but we'll even go beyond that because we don't want to stay there. So I, I want to take one of the prayer journals, whatever you want to call it, and I want to go to today's date, which is June the 28th, as you're listening to this podcast. And what they would do is they would come together. So this is a they, they would pray on their own, but they would come together. And I'm looking at the coming together part because that's another thing that is so important is that we don't forsake the gathering of the brethren. Even in Acts, they met in one another's homes. It was this fellowship that went on. And it was so important, even in the Celtic Christianity, this fellowship. It wasn't like a church system where you have this head and then everyone's subservient and that's the only person hearing from God. This was something where there was a community of people listening from God, listening to the divine and all this kind of stuff. And so I'm looking at this date. And so they would read Psalms 8 and they begin to read through that this whole psalm, they would sing, O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. So yeah, they're giving Yahweh so much praise and glory. Then they would carry on. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of, the mortals that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than Yahweh and crowned them with glory and honor. O oh Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Such a powerful, powerful scripture talking about how marvelous Yahweh is and how amazing it is that he's thought about us, that he's mindful of us, that he cares about us. And so it's putting us in perspective with Yahweh, but also putting us in perspective with everything else he's created. Then they would look at our Isaiah 14, uh, verse 13 to 15. You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heaven. I'll raise my throne above the stars. I will sit on the mount of assembly. On the heights of Zephon, I will send to the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High, but you are brought down to Sheol, to the depths of the pit. So they would address something here. They would address their their amazing God, but then they would address the enemy. And then the, the, this is the, and this is just on this day. This is some of the stuff I'm trying to show you what they would well, what they would um, begin to engage and begin to look at as a community. Then they would go to 2 Thessalonians 3, 11 to 15. For we hear that some of you are living in idleness, mere busybodies, not doing any work. Now such persons we commend and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. Brothers and sisters, do not be weary in doing what is right. Take note of those who do not obey what we say in this letter. Have nothing to do with them so that they may be ashamed. Do not regard them as enemies, but warn them as believers. Wow, that's a powerful word. That word would never go down in today's society because it's a word that's bringing judgment, yet we call to be judges. And I find that so powerful of, you know, Paul to write to the church in Thessalonians and to say these kind of things. No, there's no political correctness. It's direct. It's powerful. And this is something that the Celtic saints were very direct people. They had so much power. They didn't, there was no PC nonsense that we find in the church today. And there's a story that's told about this um, this one abbot called John the Dwarf who shared a cell with another brother in order to learn his example. And one day he said to his brother, he says, I want to live in the same security as the angels have. 
doing no work but serving Yahweh without any distraction or interruption and casting off everything he had on he set out into the desert and so a week had gone by and he returns to his brother and anyway as he comes he knocks on the door and his brother uh, calls out before opening and asks who are you and he cries it's me it's John then his brother answered and said John has become an angel and is no longer among us but John kept knocking and said it is me it's me it's me let me in still the brother did not open but kept him waiting Finally, he opened the door and he said to him, If you are a man, you are going to have to start working again in order to live. But if you are an angel, what possible reason would you have to come inside my cell? So John did penance and said, Forgive me, brother, for I have sinned. This notion that the Celtic saints um, didn't work, they worked. They were people that could see a value in stuff. And so this would then, I'm sharing this is the day in their lives. And so they would then do a, this meditation. They begin to meditate. And this is what they would meditate on. Let everything that has life, let everything that has breath, give all glory and honor and praise to the one who overcame death. Let every living thing sing of the mercies of our God. Let us exalt him wherever we live with thanksgiving and joy in our hearts. If we do not praise him, the mountains will. If we do not exalt him, the rocks will cry out in our stead. God is not dead. Let everything sing to the mercies of our God. Let us exalt him wherever we live with thanksgiving and joy in our hearts. Wow. For me, that is so, so powerful because it's giving God so much glory and it's saying there has to be a place for us. We, we need to praise him. And it brings me to the subject of gratitude i am so grateful for yahweh there i can spend days just thanking god and and i find a lot of christians aren't like that a lot of believers are not like that and we need to get into the practice of showing gratitude and giving thanks to to the lord because he is amazing and um then they would pray this prayer in the mornings. They would pray, Christ as a light, illuminate and guide me. Christ as a shield, overshadow me. Christ under me, Christ over me, Christ beside me, on my left and my right. This day be within and without me, lowly and meek, yet all-powerful. Be in the heart of each to whom I speak, in the mouth of each who speaks unto me. This day be within and without me, lowly and meek, yet all-powerful. Christ as a light, Christ as a shield, Christ beside me, on my left and my right. Now, if you listen to that, that comes out of the prayer of St. Patrick, and they had adopted into Celtic Christianity. This is many, many years after Patrick. But that prayer became a part of the Celtic Christianity. Then they would pray a blessing. May the peace of Christ, of the Lord Christ, go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So this was such a beautiful prayer. Then the, uh, their midday prayer would be once again acknowledging the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Establish thou the work of our hands. Establish thou the work of our hands. Our Father, heart in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Then they would do another declaration of faith. We believe and trust in God, the Father Almighty. We believe and trust in Jesus Christ, his son. We believe and trust in the Holy Spirit. We believe and trust in the three in one. There's such an acknowledgement of the Godhead in Celtic Christianity. 
Teach us, dear Lord, to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. O satisfy us early with thy mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all of our days. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish thou the work of our hands. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands, dear Lord. Let nothing disturb thee, nothing affright thee. All things are passing. God never changeth. Patience endureth attaineth, uh, sorry, patient endurance attaineth to all things. Who God possesseth in nothing is wanting. Alone God suffice. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then they would have an evening prayer, which would go something like this. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning, more than those who call, oh, sorry, who watch for the morning. Out of the depths I have cried to you, O Lord, hear my voice. With my whole heart I want to praise you, O Lord, hear my voice. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, who could stand? I will wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and His word, and in his word do I hope. Lord, you always, you have always given bread for the coming day, and though I am poor, today I believe. Lord, you have always given strength for the coming day, and though I am weak, today I believe. Lord, you have always given peace for the coming day, and though of anxious heart, today I believe. Lord, you have always kept me safe in trials, and now tired as I am, today I believe. Lord, you have always marked the road for the coming day, and though it may be hidden, today I believe. Lord, you have always lightened this darkness of mine, and though the night is here, today I believe. Lord, you have always spoken when time was ripe, and though you be silent now, today I believe. And I want to end with that. That is such a beautiful way to frame your new day, to acknowledge God in everything, to acknowledge Him and to know then to say that today I believe. And that's what I, I want to end this message with that encouragement. Today, I hope you believe. Blessings, and I hope you enjoyed this message. Thank you so much.